Welcome to the Bible Answer Show, a live and lively forum that brings together pastoral and apologetic voices from across the Christian community to answer your scripture questions. Our show is hosted by Pastor Michael Lance of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, along with a panel of pastors and other invited guests. The phone lines are open now. So, you've got questions, we've got answers on today's Bible Answer Show. Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Bible Answer Show. It's a Friday here. We'll be taking your calls at 1-800-227-5278. That's 1-800-227-5278. You can email those questions to answers at livingtruthradio.org. And, uh, well, we have a, okay, so we have a Twitter account. Uh, we solved the mystery. We did. Okay, so I had made one that which was a different address, but now we have one that's a little easier to remember. It's just at Bible Answer Show, right? Yeah, that's at it. Bible Answer Show. So uh, send a tweet or uh, you know follow us at at Bible Answer Show. Yeah, because we could answer those live here on the we can. program. Can people tweet at like two a.m.? Yes. They could. <laughs> yes. I think lots of people are on Twitter at two a.m. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so uh, my name is Mike Massaro. I'm going to be picking up your calls today. Uh, and, and guys, it's, it's a windy day outside. It's very windy in Southern California. But, you know, I'm about to introduce some guys that will not be tossed to and fro from the winds of doctrine. <laughs> you're stretching. You're stretching. <laughs> oh, man. Nice connection. Yeah, I like well, that. Hey, Mike, this is, chapter four. this is a special broadcast, too, because this is what? Facebook Friday. Facebook Friday. Wow. We are live on uh, on our Facebook page today. What, how do people get to that? I didn't know that. I wouldn't wear this uh, this, this shirt. <laughs> you have a hole, in your, hole in your in your arm. There. arm. So we're live on the Bible Answer Show Facebook page. Yes, that is what I cool. understand. There is a camera pointing this direction. So you can pull up your fa- pull up Facebook on your phone or on your laptop, um, and. And you can watch us. Right. And you so, can even uh, submit questions. I think we got uh, Cameron uh, checking the questions there. But uh, l- let me introduce the guys. We got uh, Pastor uh, Brian Richards over here to my left in front of me, the uh, always interesting Joe Kelly. Hey. And off to my right, Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship, Pastor Michael Lance. Guys, we talked a lot yesterday about Christmas. We talked about how it's uh, viewed in our society today. We talked a little bit about... Um, you know, how, how Christians should celebrate it, how, why we celebrate it. Uh, but there's something that, you know, comes around every time this year, and that's a lot of people uh, get really down. And uh, it's a hard time for people. So maybe people have um, lost family members, and uh, or, or maybe they're just having a hard time in their own life. It's just a, it's a hard time for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we've seen uh, even in our own circle, um, there's been some, some tragic deaths uh, uh, recently, uh, even here in the city of Corona. And um, I think, guys, what we're going to talk about today is, you know, you know, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we process these things? How do we, how do we lean on Christ through this uh, time of year, especially when, uh, for some people that are really um, depressed and mm-hmm. can, and really need, you know, some guidance in this, this time yeah. of year. If you've gone to Facebook, uh, this is Pastor Michael. This is the Bible Answer Show, and I normally don't wear a shirt and tie for radio, <laughs> but this goes with what you're saying, Mike. And the number here is one eight hundred two two seven fifty two seventy eight. So if you'd like to call us and be part of the conversation, um, we're going to kind of be talking about time and our own mortality. One eight hundred two two seven fifty two seventy eight. Call right now. We do have open lines. 
Um, the reason I'm dressed in a shirt and tie is because we're doing a memorial service for the husband of a, a church member, and um, he died tragically the day before Thanksgiving um, in a work accident. Um, Joe, to my right, um, you recently went to a memorial service for someone connected to your family. Um, you know, Brian, uh, you're doing uh, multiple high schools, doing a ministry called Real Life, which is an awesome ministry, but... It's causing you to be, I think, uh, have your ear to the ground, more connected with what's happening in high schools, and you're seeing some pretty radical prayer requests. But not only that, uh, we've had a couple of suicides, right, in the high schools? Yeah, a couple of suicides and uh, parents being murdered. Um, it's just just collectively as, as leaders that work with teenagers and young adults, we're, we're just like... This is a really weird season that we're in right now. Just just a lot of pain people are going through. Well, this is the Bible Answer Show. And if you're new to listener, we normally just take Bible questions, uh, whatever the topic may be. And, and you can feel free to call um, with those questions at 800-227-5278. But if you have some comments related to the subject matter, like, for example, you know, have you gone through a loss? Uh, do the holidays bring up some hurt for you? How have you been able to um, overcome that by leaning upon Christ? Um, one of the things that the Lord's brought to my attention just in the last couple of days and in interacting with this family and thinking about life and death issues is uh, I've gone to the book of Ecclesiastes. And the book of Ecclesiastes is kind of one of those strange books in the Bible because it's it brings up all these questions. It, it's kind of in some ways a bummer book. You know, unless you read the ending and really understand what uh, Solomon is saying, one of the key words, guys, uh, for for Ecclesiastes is the word vanity, and the word vanity expresses the futile attempt to be satisfied in this life apart from God. And if anybody tried to do that, it was Solomon. This was probably the smartest guy on the planet, wisest guy, the richest guy, and he may, in many ways, have been the most spoiled man on the planet. You know, he had a thousand women in his life. He had everything at his fingertips. And yet 37 times in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says that life is vanity. And, and the greatest vanity that he brings out as you go on in the book, it comes up in chapter 3, chapter 9, and, and in other places. The greatest perplexing problem of this life is death. The word vanity means that which is fleeting, futile, meaningless. Uh, it speaks of an enigma. Uh, things that are incomprehensible. I mean, death sometimes drops at our door unexpectedly. We, we get a phone call in the middle of the night. We hear, you know, as pastors, sometimes we get the phone call that something has happened, and, and now we have to walk people through a process that nobody's really prepared for. Sometimes if someone's been sick for a while, you can kind of prepare yourself but even then you're not fully prepared. But when you get that you know, phone call that something terrible has happened, it's like, how do you navigate those times, especially when, you, when you're thinking about holidays and empty chairs and things like that? Now, we're not trying to make this a bummer Friday, but, but this is real life. You know, uh, death is a guarantee. Uh, it, you know, one out of every one of us is going to face our mortality unless Jesus comes to rapture us uh, in our lifetime. We're going we're gonna to face it. And so... You know, the, the real question is, how do we face it? And what are some of the things that encourage you guys that can encourage our listening audience about how to navigate through this? And really, I would say, ultimately, Joe, you brought this up before we went, we went on the air. How can we um, 
find a sense of meaning and, and let death teach us something about how we're supposed to live. I think that's one of the purposes of Ecclesiastes, personally, is, is that the great enigma or vanity of death is supposed to teach us how to live right now. And uh, thoughts, guys? Yeah, you know, the writer of Ecclesiastes, as you said, I mean, uh, Solomon pretty much uh, fed every desire, lust, want you could think of in, uh, in the human experience, and to the fullest at that. And so, you know, as he concludes uh, Ecclesiastes, there being 12 chapters, he leaves the conclusion pretty clear that if that's all there is, then life is without meaning, life is without purpose, and uh, it's actually a very depressing thought. But that isn't where he leaves us. And, and you know, he says in, at the very end in chapter 12, <clears throat> he says that the end of the matter, so when all is said and done, all has been heard, he says, fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. You know, Joe, uh, the Bible deals with the biggest questions of life, doesn't it? You know, the meaning of life. This is the whole matter. You know, uh, sometimes people kind of joke it off. You know, what's the meaning of life? And they, ha, 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 does anybody really know? You know, and... It, it, there's an interesting concept that comes up over and over again in Ecclesiastes, Brian. It's this issue of time, uh, time redemption. You, you really became committed to Christ uh, in high school. Although you grew up in the church, you really, you know, you share your testimony. You say you got serious about the Word, and all of a sudden there was kind of a shift in your life. I got saved in my early 20s, and then it took a while for me to really become committed, about four or five years, actually. Um, when you think about this issue of time and you think about what you're seeing in high schools, but not just that, I mean, just in everyday life, what, what would be the thing that you'd want to communicate to someone who's thinking about their own mortality? We may have somebody who's tuned in for the first time to the Bible Answer Show, and they, maybe they just lost somebody or someone's sick or they're sick, and they're thinking about their own mortality and you're thinking about, is there a God? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? What would you say to them about time? Yeah, I mean, the Bible talks a lot about time. You know, the Bible says tomorrow is promised to no one, and that's a sobering thought when, when you think about it. Really, none, none of us, we, we can eat healthy, we could try to be safe on the road, safe in life, but a, as we found with, uh, with people that we know, um, death, death doesn't uh, call ahead. You know, it, it comes unexpectedly oftentimes. And so tomorrow's promise to no one, but the Bible promises today is the day of salvation. And it's interesting how God has worked out time. You know, we can't, we can't change the past. Uh, we can't really, you know, go into the future and affect it. All we can, all we can really have responsibility over is now, is each moment now. And so when the Bible says today is the day of salvation, what it means is there's no better moment than right now. Amen. This is the Bible Answer Show. The number is 1-800-227-5278. We'd invite you to call right now. If you have some comments, maybe you have a question. Maybe you're wondering about the evidence for the resurrection or the evidence for heaven and hell. And how can we authoritatively talk about such things? Maybe that's a question you have. If you'd like to chime in and you have an encouragement, 
about how the Lord saw you through, maybe even a dark time of your life. We'd like to know. Uh, you, you would be a blessing to other people who are listening right now. The number to call right now is 1-800-227-5278. Call us right now. Joe, thought? Yeah, I wanted to follow up the, uh, that idea of what Solomon was saying about our duty, you know, to fear God, to honor, to worship, to serve him. This life here is, is not the end. This is not the, uh, the ultimate in terms of our relationship with the Lord. And I think it's a good idea that maybe we discuss what it means to have hope. Because when the, the Bible talks about hope, it's not talking about uh, wishful thinking like, oh, I hope I get this for Christmas or I hope I get this job. So it's not something that's unknown. The hope the Bible talks about is an, is an expectation of receiving. So, you know, Paul says in Romans that um, he says, let me, let me read this, Romans chapter 8, verse 24. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we will for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So our hope is in what Christ has done. It's an expectation. Paul talks about in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, of, of, you know, he's making a case for the resurrection, and if Christ hadn't been raised, then our faith is in vain, and uh, therefore our lives are, are really wor worthless, and we might as well just eat and drink and be happy. And he says that until the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortal, that's our physical bodies, our bodies are perishable, our bodies are mortal, we die, we wait expectantly for the immortal and the imperishable, then he says, here's what we can say to death. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Death will have no more victory. Death will have no more sting. This is not the end. We have a hope. I like the idea that the stinger of death was plucked out when Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead. And uh, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Um, he says, because I live, you will live also. And uh, the writer of Hebrews says, the hope that we have is the anchor of our souls. You're going to get blown around in this world. You know, you said, like you said, when we're coming in, it's a windy day. And, you know, this life is uh, stormy. And there's times when it feels like smooth sailing, and then there's times when it feels like you go from one storm to the next. I know personally we've probably all had seasons like that. And we have this hope as the anchor of our, our soul. It's not pie in the sky. It's not, gee, I hope my team wins. You know, maybe they'll do well today. No, biblical hope is just simply faith looking forward. It's, it's a certainty. That's the idea of the Greek word for hope. It's, it's a certain expectation that... The hope that we have is not based upon something that is changeable or fluctuates. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you can anchor yourself to a constant. We live in a changing world, an unpredictable world. Here we're talking about Ecclesiastes, and the one thing that Solomon decries is the fact that he's got all this stuff, but he he's going to be buried next to somebody who may have been a lot more poor than him, a lot less wise, but the cemetery, you know, you're going to be a neighbor with someone who may have never sacrificed in their life, 
Ecclesiastes goes on to say, remember, never, maybe never thought about religious things. And so here's what comes out. Here's, here's what the person hearing this says. Well, then does anything really matter? Joe, what you said. And people say, well, some, you know, uh, here's the hope I have. I'll live on in the memories of my family. But then your family is going to die. But they die. Or, or they're going to make a statue to me. And, and there's been, even been an argument that if the universe keeps going the way it is, it's going to implode upon itself. So all the people that could remember you will be gone anyway. And the world that you lived on will be gone anyway. And so, you know, just, just kind of, uh, you know, trail that back and take it to its logical conclusion. And unless there's a God, this life is meaningless. meaningless. It has ulti- ultimately no meaning. And so... Uh, you know, my encouragement to you is, uh, first of all, call, because we'd like to talk to you. We only have about 15 minutes left, 800-227-5278. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, get to know him now. Mike. All right. We have a caller on the line, actually. Uh, Tom, we're going to go to Tom here. Uh, Tom, you're on with the Bible Answer Show. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Tom. I'm glad that I was listening to you guys about today, and uh, it just uh, validated some of the studies that I have made uh, on the New Covenant and everything. And uh, this pastor, where we're going to the little bitty church, I was saying, well, what are these people using the sins of the Father against their own dad? You know, they're just mad at him because he wasn't a good dad. And he said to me the same thing that you guys said on that radio. We are free today. And the grace of God is every day, every day. Yeah, Tom. Tom, do you have your radio you Do you have your radio on right now? If you don't mind turning it down. But... Yeah, I'm on. Oh, you're on the road? Okay. Are you still there? Yeah, I can go turn it off. Okay, well... Maybe while you go and do that, Brian was going to respond to what you said. Yeah, Tom, um, you know, when I was talking about the day of salvation, how today is the day of salvation, you know, it comes from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Um, another way to look at it is this. Uh, some people live in the good old days. You know, they're, they're constantly thinking about, oh, man, back when I was in high school or back when I was in college or back when the country was different or back in this generation. You know, they're constantly living in the good old days. And then others, usually younger people, constantly looking forward to better days. You know, oh, when I turn 18 or when I turn 21 or whatever, when I get married, th- those are going to be the best times of my life. And, and, and the Bible tells us you, you can't change the past or the future. You can only change now, right now. And so today is the day of salvation. The only time you're responsible for is now. You know, you're not responsible for the past anymore. You're not even really responsible for the future because you're not there yet. You're only responsible now. Another way to say something that you said earlier is you can't change yesterday and you can't control tomorrow. Yeah. But you can live for today. And, and I think the exhortation, based upon what we're saying, is that you would live for Christ today, mm-hmm. not just live. Because people take that as motivation, well, I'll get in better shape, or maybe I'll try to reconcile relationships, and those can be good things. But if you're not spiritually right with God, you still haven't met the ultimate criteria or the ultimate goal of what time should motivate you to do. Um, let's, let's circle back, and we'll go back to Tom uh, for a second. Tom, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. 
Any follow-up you thoughts know, or any closing thoughts for us? Well, that only validates uh, the way I've been uh, trying to tell my own family. You only have today. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, well, I don't know. You know, they don't understand. The gospel is so simple. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sometimes... I just wanted to thank you guys. You yeah. bet. Thank you, Tom. You know, sometimes it... You, you hear the heart of Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, guys. It's as though God were pleading through us for people to be reconciled to God. You just want to sometimes just cry and plead, mm. plead with people because it is so simple that a child can do it, and yet there's so many human beings, and, and you know, uh, we're sitting here at this table, and it's not like you know, for a lot of us we surrendered to God you know, the first time we heard the gospel either. Right. But I have a sense that there's somebody sitting in a car right now and you've been fighting God for a number of years. You just you have had a tough time surrendering, although you have knowledge of the scriptures. May I just say to you, just surrender, man. There's there, there's no profit in fighting God. In July 1998, I came across the story of Oscar-winning actor Gary Busey. He discussed his faith on the 700 Club, though. Uh, he has starred in over 60 films, including such hits as Lethal Weapon, The Firm. Uh, Busey's off-screen party boy reputation and arrest record took center stage. After attending a Promise Keepers conference, his life changed dramatically. When asked if he thought about God when he was sinking in de- into debauchery, Busey said the following. He said, of course not. There's no way to think about God. There's no reason to because your number one relationship is with the dark side of you. He said... Um, I learned that addiction is a failed search for spirituality, close quote. Wow. Interesting, isn't it? That, you know, you have quotes from movie stars like Harrison Ford. I even heard a recent quote from LeBron James about, you know, you get to the pinnacle of success. Uh, Tom Brady even made a similar statement. And you're asked about what the meaning of life is. And immediately they're talking about next year. And can you win the championship again? And there's this futility. It's like life just has this built-in futility. And the answer, my friend, is knowing the God who made you, knowing where you're going, why you exist. And, you know, the disciples even asked Jesus, where are you going and how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. You want to jump in, Coach? Yeah. The co- coach okay, walked the in. The coach is waiting in the wings. He's going to tell us that the 80s actually were the good old days. <laughs> All right, coach, go. So actually, I, I forced myself in here today. I'm not normally on on Fridays, but I was listening to the show, and you guys are doing an awesome job here. But at the beginning of the show, the question was asked, what do we do when people are facing the struggles that they're going through right now with all the tragedies that you've mentioned and these tough things going on, uh, and especially here at, at Christmas time? And it is tough, but one of the things I wanted to share, and and I share this a lot with people that are going through tough times when they come in for counseling, and that is this. Look, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer today, um, two things you should know. One is, yes, life is tough, and, and life has a lot of tragedies, and we have to navigate through those things, but it's also a blessing from God. And we want to take each day, as Pastor Brian was sharing, and just using today the best way that we can Um, to follow the Lord. But I want you to know this. If you're a Christian and you're a believer, you need to know this, that this is the worst your life will ever be. Your life will never be harder than what you're going through now in this life, but the best is yet to come. 
And so if you're a believer, this is the worst that your life will ever be. But if you're a non-believer, as Pastor Michael was sharing, if you haven't yet received Christ, you need to understand this is the best your life will ever be. And so it's important today as you are going through these things and, and looking at your circumstances to understand that you can have way better ahead of your life when you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thanks, Coach. It's, it's almost as if you just called into the show, but you were just a live <laughs> guest. It's, it's very awesome. You know, Coach, uh, we've done a lot of ministry over the years, and, and this is what I think of uh, when I think of the subject of time, is I, I start thinking about time redemption. But it's not just about ministry and the gospel, as much as you know, we, we're very passionate about that. It's also about the wife of your youth. It's also about your children. It's also about enjoying your blessings. You know, uh, every day we wake up, and, and as Americans, we, we can sit there and nitpick everything we don't have. But there's, there's thousands of people that go to bed without food. They don't even know where their next meal is coming from. There's, th there's thousands of people that don't have what you have. And, and it should cause us to sit back and reflect on the blessings we have, too, and count those blessings one by one. So, you know, I think that the Lord providentially had us just uh, have some time to talk about this, guys, today. We're down to a couple minutes. I want to give you guys a chance to give a, maybe a one-minute closing word. And I'm going to start with you, Pastor Brian, and we'll circle back around. Go ahead. Mm. You know, in, in, in times of difficulty, in, in times of pain and tragedy, one thing we, we tend to do as human beings is isolate ourselves. We, we, we feel like we don't want to be a burden to other people or uh, people aren't going to be able to relate to the pain or struggle that we're going through. You know, my wife and I have gone through several miscarriages and we, we never knew the amount of people that had the same struggle until we began to open ourselves up, make ourselves vulnerable, and, and share those things with others. And we discovered a community of people going through the same things, and we're able to heal um, together uh, because, you know, the Bible makes it clear that we're better together. So I want to encourage listeners, you know, to find a community that you can lean in in these times. Amen. And real quickly, and, you know, I felt, you know, Tom's heart, he had such a heart for his loved ones and people that he knows that just refuse to look at the truth. They just continue to suppress, and they don't want to think about their own mortality. So I would encourage everybody out there that's listening, and I know we all have those people in our lives that we just wish we could shake them and convince them. Continue to pray for them. Do not be afraid to confront them with the truth. Do not be afraid to make them uncomfortable. God can use those times to really stir the heart. Amen. Hey, if you have a chance to go on our website, livingtruthradio.org, livingtruthradio.org, you can click on the donate button to help us out, help us stay on the air, or you can just send, uh, send us a tweet or something on Facebook. Uh, let us know that you're a listener and if the program has been a blessing to you. Amen. Guys, I'm stuck in 1985, so maybe you can pray for me. So. <laughs> Hey, the Bible Lance. It was. Bible Lance show is produced by Shane Lance and Cameron Thomas. Uh, thanks to uh, Tamara taking our calls in the studio today. Uh, thanks to all our callers. Thanks to everybody who showed up today. We got a full house in here today, guys. Uh, we'll uh, catch you next week on the Bible Answer Show. Thanks for joining the conversation on the Bible Answer Show. To find out more about the radio ministry, Michael Lance, or the church he pastors in Corona, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, visit livingtruthradio.org. 
Please tell your friends about us and invite them to join us any weekday here on Cape Right. And if they have questions, we'll have answers on the next Bible Answer Show.